New okay. for 96. Perfect. New for 96. With your hosts, Kevin McCauley and Chris Wynn. Uh, so is are we starting? We are. We have started. Oh, what is rolling? This? What is this show? What are we? This is, on? We it's had a say. list here. We we had a list. This and, used to be uh, a cooking show, and then it went to gardening, and now we're on to cars. So yeah, new for ninety six seemed to fit a little bit better for this topic. Did it? Yeah, maybe hard to say. I was I was trying to prompt you into doing your introduction for the show. Oh, we wait, till, we wait. We wait a while to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at usually, least an hour. Yeah, yeah. usually <laughs> at minute six, you're like, all right. Welcome and goodbye. Uh, yeah, yeah. Should we? Let's do it. Okay. Welcome to another so. episode of. Oh my God, we're just on the ball here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> in I was, unison uh, now. Easing in. All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. And what are we listening to? Another episode of New for ninety six. Oh, I thought we we're doing a unison. Well, we've messed it up. Point. It's too late. We've spent right. the airtime. Yep. New okay. for 96. Perfect. Brad. All right. We'll use that. Um, okay. I'm your bumper for the next. Uh... Yes. So yeah. that voice you're hearing is Bradley Brownell. You know him from Jalopnik and Flat Sixes and uh, scores of now defunct podcasts. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Are you on, on Ride Apart? Uh, no, I was for I did a like couple week stint there. Okay, okay. Um, just filling in for somebody who was out. Um, okay. on leave, but uh, I and, do. And you've got an EV column. I do. Yes. So I have um, Jalopnik. I do um, nights there. So from uh, let's see, Eastern time would be 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, I basically run the site when everyone else is out. Um, I have flatsixes.com is the Porsche site that I am editor of. Uh, and then I have a column for evpulse.com. It's a brand new site. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, Is it anything chat- like Prius chat? No. Okay, because that's it's a pretty um, lively board. My, my, my buddy Chad Kirchner started this site, uh, okay. and he asked me if I wanted to contribute as a uh, weekly columnist and i said absolutely and then he said carte blanche and i said you're gonna regret this well <laughs> yeah oh and i forgot to include yeah you also know brett from having the hottest twitter takes <laughs> which now that you're now i saw you 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 shut down your instagram and your facebook yes, uh, and so that i feel like that's I feel like there's gonna be more funneled to twitter yes. as far as uh yes. the takes <laughs> Yeah. I've never really had takes on Instagram. I just kind of post whatever. It's I'm hard doing, to but... have takes on Instagram. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, but um, I guess the hottest take I ever had on Instagram was that sugar scoops are great. Oh and my god! Kevin will argue that that's my worst take. Of that all might time, be it. So. It's, it's a thirty it's a pretty way bad tie take. with a lot of your other takes. Yeah, like the the new edge Mustang being. Oh, I forgot. We we just <laughs> we heard that take live in person. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's fine. And Brad, you're you're in Reno right now. Or no, are you, mm-hmm. is your house Okay, so your new house is in Reno yes. as well. Okay. Yes. Yep. We moved from like far out in the suburbs, like we were on the edge of the desert yeah. before. We moved closer to downtown. Um I can walk out my front door and see casinos 
right over there. Oh, so that's the American dream. Yeah. yeah. That's what Everything I imagine. I've ever wanted. Just yeah. is that all Nevada is? Just edge to edge casinos? <laughs> no, I mean no, it's, it's, it's it's tons it's of open pockets. land. Yeah. It's it's tons of like government owned land and everything and like nothing uh, eighty else. I think eighty percent of the state is uh Bureau of Land Management land. Wow. Like public yeah. You can do whatever you want on it land. That yeah, that is a foreign concept to Texas where it's like <laughs> yeah. get off my land. This gate Seriously. is we you know, yeah. we don't call nine one one, yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh so no, it's it's cool. I mean, I remember driving through Utah and there's signs, it's like public land, like you know, your public lands. Yeah. And it's just like uh like that's so, like literally is foreign to me in Texas because it's yeah. so so little of the land is, is I, yeah. I would argue that Nevada is the freest state in the nation. Yeah, oh well, you don't have near beer, so you, you're already ahead of Utah. <laughs> we have, we have uh, gambling, prostitution, uh, free land for everybody. Um, we're very high in renewables because we have uh, a lot of solar um, and and uh, uh, Hoover Dam. So oh yeah, pretty cool. Pretty I cool about the Hoover Dam. Yeah. Pretty cool so, state. So tell us about your. EV column because I like you have got this is a new one because I this is I only learned this from the show notes because I didn't know that you had this EV column it's it's brand new I've only had it for two weeks okay so um yeah a friend of mine Chad Kirchner asked me if I wanted to contribute to the site evpulse.com and uh it's a brand new site it just started uh basically my column was one of the first things on the site when we launched it and um it goes live every wednesday morning and i try to have measured takes um and i think i've i've done okay with that uh they might get wilder as we go on but uh for now the first one was um electric hot rodding is the future Mm -hmm. and i backed that up with uh you know there's um Ford and GM are, are going drag racing with electric. Uh, EV West just set a new um, SCTA world record, uh, land speed record for electrics. Um, wow. It's in a class, so it wasn't mm-hmm. the outright record, but yeah, they yeah. took a class record, which is pretty cool. Um, there are uh electric dragsters that are in the sixes now um over 200 miles an hour oh wow wow in the the quarter um so yeah it's it's great and i mean i i was just at um uh lucid their headquarters and they were showing me a prototype that allegedly runs nine three wow a six thousand pound sedan that runs nine three in the quarter that is insane and they're gonna sell it to like people in the public which is yeah yeah that seems to be at least the consumer realm of ev is uh you know they're the beta testers like it does all this crazy shit we're not gonna limit it you guys gonna have fun yeah well your second column i i read this the second column i i thought it was the i didn't i thought it was the first i didn't know it was the second but you talked about how EV, like it can't just be these high end two hundred thousand dollar luxury super fast things. Like the Bolt is great, but we need more stuff like that. And you called attention to uh, other cars, like you know, in in Europe and Renaults and stuff that yeah. are happening, which I was not really aware of. So it's yeah, it's cool that there's something. Well, 
so yeah, the, the um, <laughs> the the um, Renault Twizy has been around for right. a, a few years now. I think it was twenty thirteen when they launched that. So it's been around a bit, and I drove one a few years ago, and it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have doors or windows or anything like that, but it's like a low speed around the city and it's cheap. It's like $14,000 brand new, or you can lease Wait, it for like so 80 bucks a month. No doors or windows. It makes it, is it a tank? Uh, <laughs> no, it just has openings okay. on the side. Okay. Um, you can, you can spec it with, uh, butterfly doors or like, uh, Falcon doors or Ooh. whatever. Um, like and a Lamborghini style. This is from uh, this they, is a ground up from the ground up EV. Yes. Okay. Do you remember that? And BMW? it's a two seater. It seats one in front of the other. Oh. So so your passenger sits behind you, and it's very narrow. Um, yes. So you can fit into spaces. You can park tight places and all that. That one's really cool. The new one is the Citroen Ami. Yeah, which that is, was it. Which is uh, uh, shorter and wider. So it's mm. it's uh, you sit next to each other. You sit in tandem. And I, that one, that one is seven thousand euros. Oh wow! To buy brand new. Wow. I mean, admittedly, the interior is very Spartan. It's all plastic. There's no screens. There's no buttons. It's just, you know, you get in. There's some shifter buttons, and then you put your phone on the dash to act as the reverse camera and the um, sat nav and the audio and all that, which makes a ton of sense. Which to me. really does, yeah. It certainly um, cuts down the, on waste. The great thing about that car is that you can lease it in France for twenty euros a month. Oh wow! Wow. So, so like this is this is like bargain basement yeah. mobility for the working class. Yeah. And and in France because they have graduated licenses, fourteen year olds can drive it. Wow! Oh, wow! So this yeah. is this is kind of like uh, the Reliant Robin, where it classifies as a different type of vehicle. Yeah, kind of. Yes, yes. Um, Except it's not for minors. They, right. I forget what they call it uh, in in Europe, but it's got a, It's not a car. It's yeah. like a yeah, so, runabout or something like that. Do you think this is... Uh, also, I'm kind of intrigued by the Twizzies spooning seating position, as yes. it's known in the industry and in the brochure. Uh, but so... Uh, and Europe has kind of always had these... Uh, entry-level evs at least i'm just thinking of like the g whiz and oh, right right sure whatnot uh, they seem a little bit more accepting of like a very basic means of transport versus the united states well, where we have to be won over for sure i mean there is it is a limited use case especially here in the states because neither of them are really highway vehicles yeah it would be around town uh lower speed like 45 mile an hour streets and under um so really it's good for big cities uh and that's about it yeah so be san francisco new york chicago chicago would kind of suck because there's not really a lot of insulation yeah yeah but like it and i mean he... it would work for me where i live because yeah. everything in reno is within like 30 miles so if you get on the interstate, you're going a hundred miles away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not going across town. So if you're going across town, you can definitely do it off the highway pretty easily. So, I mean, I've considered something like that just because, uh, in non COVID times, like my commute is a mile and a half and like a used yeah. Nissan leaf is 
you know, five, six thousand dollars. That's kind of a an interesting proposition, but um what do you think in the United States the what would be like the most palatable, the minimum palatable uh driving experience that we would accept over here? Because I think the IMEV might be a little too basic and the leaf it's I think Leaf is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a car. It's a it's a real car. It does car things. Yeah. You can go on the highway with it. You can go, you know, you can get a hundred. Well, even the the Leaf Plus, the new one's like two hundred and twenty miles. Yeah. Of range, so you could easily go across yeah. the country in that. I mean, it would take a little longer than a gas car, but you could easily do it. There's charging infrastructure for that now. I so. also. Oh, go ahead. What, what, I do think, you th- what do you think will be your first TV? Because you, uh, you know, I've seen your enthusiasm moving in this direction, and you're yeah. following it. And, you know, you're not you're not going to buy a car every year, so it might be a, wi- a ways off. But what do you think it would be? I'm actually going to look at the Leaf on Wednesday. Oh no, no way! <laughs> to buy or oh, a used one? A you used heard it one. here first. Okay. A used yeah. one, yeah. Um, there's a there's one on local Craigslist that. Um, had the battery it's a 2011 with 96,000 miles um so that's an early most, one right yeah that's the first year so most of them by now their batteries would be trash like unusable they don't hold a charge they only go 30 40 miles something like that this one had its battery replaced four years ago uh and allegedly it still has a full 12 12 bar battery charge um so it can go the full 78 miles range. And so those early ones I'm gonna test that. are, uh, they came with more standard, right? Uh, like, yeah, it's got like a little, um, solar panel on the roof to yeah. keep the 12 volt battery charged. It's got uh premium audio. It's got better seating. It's got, yeah. uh, you know, all kinds it's of, it's got the cool... little Jetsons sound maker. Uh, yes. Yeah. I rented one in Portland, I think, in like the first year it came out was a 2011, um, and it was during the winter, and I had like four other people with me, and yeah. I, I started playing like the range game, or rather like it was it was Portland, so it was wet, rainy, cold. Uh, I was really afraid to turn on the heat because uh, it would drain the battery, and at one point we almost ran out, and then. We ended up finding like this street uh, by I think Portland University, this uh, whichever one that is in the middle of the city, and they had an entire street dedicated to experimental EV chargers. Uh, so it was like eight or ten of them, and so yeah, I tried one at like believe the, it, the force feed. Believe the, it or not, Austin is a really big city for EVs right now. I'd believe that because um, there's a ton of charging infrastructure going in there, yeah. and all of the. Um, solar and wind farms that are going in in Texas. Yeah. Like, Texas is going all in on on alternative energy, believe it or not. Well, oh, I'm yeah. Sure now, Houston will be the last to uh, make that <laughs> transition. Yeah, we're kind of the the hub of unalternative energies here. But uh, there was one charger that was like a force-feeding charger, uh, very experimental, in 2011. Which, so it was basically like the foie gras, foie gras of... Uh, EV chargers where I think they there was like a warning that said this will probably shorten the life of your battery, <laughs> your battery. but it was a rental car so um, that that car is probably no longer functional. 
Uh, yeah, if it was a 2011 Leaf, it's probably no yeah. longer functional. Uh, yeah. Unless it had a, a battery upgrade. Like that early battery chemistry, um, they were air-cooled, and you could overheat them pretty easily, and batteries don't like to be overheated. So yeah. like over the course of, you know, say 60,000 miles or whatever, on one of those early Leafs, you would lose 40% of the battery life um, so even at a full charge, you would only get, you know, 50 miles or 40 miles out of a full charge. Oh, so wow. A lot of those have been replaced. Some of them were treated nicely yeah. by their owners, mm -hmm. which Americans don't do, but like Europeans have had good luck with them lasting a long time and still yeah. have 60 to 70 miles of range out of them. But yeah, if you had an old one in America, it's probably long gone by now. Yeah. So if you replace the battery, you can have like a... Uh, more sophisticated car. cooling yeah yep on just just with the battery so they updated battery chemistry in 2015 to what they call a lizard battery um and the lizard battery lasts much longer it's much more oh. sophisticated okay, and i think it's cool. got different um a different controller on mm -hmm. how the charge is applied so it's not just like rammed into the battery it's kind of filtered across oh. each of the batteries equally okay 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 yeah that was a problem on my Prius. One of the many was they said that the ABS or, or like something with the ABS was causing the region to overload like one set of cells, like one row. This was on top of many other things. It was a bad car. That was yeah. a yeah. my own fault. Uh, that was a bad car. Don't you have a Leaf motor already in your garage? It's not in my garage anymore. It's actually at uh, a friend's place, a friend's shop, because he's putting a new inverter in it or a new, oh. new controller for the inverter to um, give me an additional boost in power. Ooh. Okay. So we're aiming for around 215 horsepower. Oh, wow. And stock in a Leaf was like 140-something, yeah. 148. I, I remember what is the battery going to be? I don't know yet. Okay. Um, right now I'm worried about the construction. Uh, so I need to tear the front of the Boxster apart. For people who are listening that yeah, don't know. Yeah, we should explain what this is. <laughs> I have a 97 Boxster uh, 2.5 5-speed that is going to be like a track car um, that I'm putting a leaf motor in the front with Carrera 4 front uprights. So it'll have, excuse me, <clears throat> so it'll have uh, axles that'll join with the leaf motor so that it can power the front wheels on full electric and then the rear wheels will still be uh internal combustion so that is an ambitious cool. project uh <laughs> so yeah we're, we're actually aiming for um like four more horsepower to the front wheels and about 80 pound feet of torque more to the front wheels than the gasoline engine provides to the rear oh wow wheels. so wow. are you gonna be able to calculate like a combined uh yes so is yeah. there gonna be like uh, power loss in like, how does that work out as far as so, two different motors? Effectively, they won't talk to each other. They yeah. won't know that each other exists. So when the gas engine, when you're hard on the throttle and the electric engine or electric motor is pulling harder, the, the gasoline motor will just be like, oh, we're going downhill. Yeah. Or there's a tailwind. Like, it, it won't know and it won't care. Yeah. Um, so they it's kind of like accelerating downhill basically like the acceleration from the gas motor will still do something, but it won't be as forceful, I guess. Um, 
but it will compound. There will be like when you put it on a four wheel dyno, you'll get both I'll horsepowers. Figure. Okay. Yeah, at at the at whatever they're at. Okay. And it'll it won't you can't just say it's this plus this because there's right. um uh, RPM differences. Because mm-hmm. like uh EV motors start out heavy and then they tick trickle off as it goes up in RPM. And then gasoline motors get more powerful as the RPMs increase. Yeah. So you're you're probably gonna find a, a crossover point where they're both kind of like not at maximum. So it'll uh, probably be a, a combined system of like 360 horsepower or something like that, which is significantly wow. more than the 205 that it had stock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so cool. Are you pretty what, confident? Has, oh, go ahead. Have you made so the the latest progress is just getting this motor spec'd up? Progress is a, a tenuous word. No, no. Well, um, you, I mean, you just moved. You're, you're dealing. With, yeah. We're all dealing with stuff. Like I'm not yeah. shaming you so, for not finishing it right now. The the biggest problem was that the 912 got a full suspension rebuild, so budgets and time went yeah. toward rebuilding the 912e suspension, and it's at the shop right now, getting uh, aligned and um, corner balanced, and then back to me. So. Hopefully, I'll have that uh, Monday or Tuesday of next week. Awesome. Go awesome. Pick that oh, that's exciting. Um, it, was it all original before? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you're, so, this was very the, exciting. Yeah. All the bushings were worn out. All of the, um, the, I replaced the torsion bars. I put a new sway bar on the back. I put a bigger sway bar on the front. Um, I replaced the rear trailing arm. I replaced all of the bushings all around the entire car, trailing arm bushings, um, uh, control arm bushings, the spring plate bushings, all of that, um, which was, it took me, because it was the first time I'd ever done it, it took me like two months to finish. Because I would, I would work until I got caught up in a problem, and yeah. then I'd be like, what's the solution to this? And then the internet would be like, oh, you need to buy this tool. Yeah, so then right. I would go buy the tool, and it would wait, a week for it to arrive and then i would finish that side of the project and then i'd go do something else and get stuck and go <laughs> what's the solution here oh i gotta buy this tool so that is, you yeah, have it, a lot more patience than i do i would give up after the like <laughs> you need this tool you, uh, you would have given up something. after your your fingers got dirty the yeah first yeah uh <laughs> so and part of this process was removing uh some weights that were installed that yes. then turned out yeah, to be heard, one of the most this at the meeting. Yeah, what, this turned out to be one of the most controversial uh, moves that you had made per online commentary. Yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently, yeah. So the 912e, um, because basically in '76 the 914 ended, and the 924 wasn't ready to be delivered yet. So American dealerships were like, hey, what do we do? We don't have an entry-level car to sell to these Americans that want an entry-level car. So they were like, ah, just we've still got some Type 4s from the 914 project. Shove those in a 911, ship them to the U.S. Those idiots will buy them. Um, and, and they did. In order, and they did. They sold 2,100 of them uh, in like a six-month span, which is wow. good for Porsche at the time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so the type four motor being a Volkswagen, it's, it's an opposed four instead of an opposed six and it's, it's intrinsically not balanced. So it, it 
rattles and shakes, which Porsche was like, oh, well, our customers will never go for this. So they had to put this weight on the transmission cross member to help uh, reduce that vibration to the chassis. So you don't feel the vibration of the Type 4 while you're driving. Mine, you do anyway. Yeah. Because I've already hotted it up. It's got, you know, bigger pistons and cylinders. It's got um, a bigger cam, all kinds of little hot roddy tricks that made like 12 horsepower. Um, and helps it to shoot flames. So is, tw- <laughs> is 12 the total now? Yes. Yeah. It went, <laughs> it went from 0.5 to, to 12 and a half. So, uh, no, allegedly it'll probably be around 100, which is. That's pretty fine. good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, fine. it's a light car, and yeah, and it's yeah, gonna I mean, handle well now. Nine eleven S in seventy six would have been like one twenty five, something like that. So it's fine. Mm, yeah, and my car weighs a bit less than a nine eleven S did at the time. Yeah. So. Um. But uh, yeah, so they put this this weight. It's twelve pounds of steel that bolts onto the transmission cross member in a nine twelve E. And the problem there is if you've ever been under an early 911, I actually don't know how the later ones do it, but the, the through 78, I guess, um, the rear sway bar uh, goes directly under the transmission cross member. It doesn't connect to it or anything, but it, it tucks up inside the transmission cross member to make sure that there's clearance to the ground. And um, so with the weight there, you can't fit a standard 911 rear sway bar. There are 912E specific rear sway bars that bend out and go around the transmission cross member, Mm. but those are unobtainium. They just plain don't exist. That also seems uh, less Less ideal. Yeah. 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 (laughs) When there's a bend. Yeah. So... um, I, I wasn't even about to look for one of those. So I found a regular 911 16 millimeter, I think it's 16, 16 or 18, I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, rear sway bar on eBay for like 110 bucks. Bought all the bushings, bought the drop links and all that, the whole thing, um, and installed that. And of course, with it being, with that weight being there, it wouldn't fit. So I removed the weight and replaced the studs with bolts so that it would bolt up because the transmission cross member bolts mm-hmm. went through the, the weight yeah. to hold the transmission to the cross member. Oh, I see. Oh. So instead of studs, I just put bolts so that the transmission cross member is bolted directly to yeah. the transmission. Doesn't really matter. Anyway, remove the weight, put in the sway bar, did a post about it for Jalopnik, and everyone said, you're going to die immediately. <laughs> this, this 12 pounds of weight is going to throw off your balance in this car. And I was like, so if you lost 12 pounds as the driver, you would die? Like they, <laughs> or, or Porsche said, no, only 154-pound people can drive this car. No more. Don't have, don't have lunch. Otherwise, you die. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, my car has the uh, endurance fuel tank. So it's got a 23-gallon fuel tank wow. up front. Wow. And that's, that's like 200-and-something pounds of gasoline. So <laughs> that's crazy. So from a from a full tank to an empty tank is like 200 pounds difference. So you yeah, you have no light steering issues on acceleration. 
No. Isn't your isn't your range like five or six hundred miles with, six, with that yeah, tank? Yeah, over, over six hundred miles. <laughs> That's crazy. Actually, so the funny story is in Texas when I was on my big road trip in 2017, I uh, left my wallet at a, at a Whataburger in uh, what's the border town with um, with Arizona? Uh, oh, El Paso. Uh, yes, El okay. Paso. That's New Mexico. That's why I was thrown off. Oh, okay. close enough. In that western delayed direction. Whatever geography is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I was I was coming across, and I left my wallet there, and I kept driving, and I made it. I don't even know where, but I was I I went like through, maybe a hundred miles into Texas, and there was a um, uh, border patrol stop. And they were like, do you have your ID? And I was like, yeah, it's in my glove box. Let me go get it. And I reach in there. I'm like, oh, God, I don't have my wallet. Uh... And they were like, are you an American citizen? And I was like, yes. They're like, okay, have a nice day. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, but realizing that I didn't have my wallet, I had then had to turn around yeah. and go 100 miles back in the other direction. And my low fuel light came on. Oh. <laughs> so and I was going like payment. Right. Without so that going, wallet. I was going like 60 in the slow lane, and I was getting blitzed by semi-trucks going 85. So that was fun. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I made it. I literally rolled into the Whataburger, which had a shell station next door, um, <laughs> on, on E. So I had to push my car from the Whataburger to the shell station. Oh, man. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is that, like I, that was a lucky day. Living living close to the edge. Yeah. And then I ended up uh then I had to go from El Paso to Midland um that night and I think I got there at like three o'clock in the morning to check <sighs> into my campsite. Oh my god. Go to sleep. So that was a long, long day. I think it was thirteen hundred miles that day. So, <laughs> wow. Oh my god. I wow. do not have the patience for that like that much tandem travel. Or continuous travel, I should say. Or like tandem well, even. Like if, if I got stopped with an inconvenience, yeah. I would just abandon yeah. the car and hail like a helicopter. <laughs> See you guys uh, later. Well, uh, you know, in case that wasn't enough, I'm going on a 5,000-mile motorcycle trip in like two weeks. Whoa. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Where? What is your route? Uh, I think I'm going to go north through states that I've never been before. North Dakota. Um minnesota wisconsin and then cut through the up of michigan and then come back down because my family lives in southern michigan mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go visit family uh my grandfather has cancer and he's got a uh he had a big scare earlier this year so i'm gonna go visit him and apparently i've heard, i've been hearing all my life these stories of how he used to drag race in florida with ed iskandarian and uh he had a 55 chevy that he ran like 12s in and it was amazing oh my god and wow. uh he was a moonshiner <laughs> oh wow so he built this hopped up 55 chevy to run shine in florida so and he was making all kinds of money and all you know all this and then my mother my grandmother told him that he had to stop or maybe it was his mother i don't really yeah. know so i'm going to interview him and hear his whole life story um because I, I don't actually know he's originally from denmark he fled during world war ii when he was like eight yeah and he came over here with his brother 
but his parents had to stay. So his brother was like 14 and they both came to the U S and like had nowhere to live and nowhere to stay. Oh, wow. So, wow. so, so if, I, I, I need to hear this story yeah. straight from his mouth. I'm sure half of it'll be lies, but if your uh, <laughs> if your grandmother hadn't stopped him, he could have been one of the pioneers of NASCAR. That's right. Uh, NASCAR was a little before the mid fifties, but yeah. Fine. Yeah. Legends, <laughs> legends of NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going to to hear those stories, and I haven't seen family in a long time, so I'm going to stay outside the whole time. I'm going to camp, and I'm going to, you know, keep my distance. You know, he's old and he's sick, and I don't want to get yeah. worse with my travels, but I'm going to try and keep my distance from people yeah. and just go solo trip. my own solo trip. Okay. That's really cool. That's, yeah. That'll be exciting. Which, I was going to yeah. ask if it wasn't a solo trip, if... Uh, if your wife would be riding in what I would now refer to as the twizzy seat. <laughs> so no, no, she uh, doesn't ride motorcycles and probably never will. So, so uh, switching to bikes, I enjoy your motorcycle content that Thank you, you do because you're, I, I know you've ridden for a long time. Like I, I, it's not that I think of you as like me. Like I'm a I'm a lapsed rider. I rode 20 years ago, and I'm not good at it. You're okay. you're much better. You're a good rider, but like, eh. but like you ca- came into this. Like you're like when you started reviewing, you're like I've never reviewed motorcycles. I'm not like trained for this, but I'm like a regular guy that rides yeah. and pushes these. Like I do the like I do the long rides, and I, I love it. But I'm not like going for lap times. And right. you seem to like the qualities in bikes that I think I like or would like. Okay, so. Okay. Um, I, I, I appreciate you reading your reviews because like reading like a hot shoe in like cycle world or something who's like sure. really fast or whatever, like you take them on trips and you enjoy them on a Sunday afternoon. And, and that seems cool. You ride up to Tahoe and stuff. And yeah. like that's like the use case that I would envision myself using a motorcycle, you know, sure. like living somewhere out where I had land and it was empty. Like I wouldn't want to ride in this in a city like where we live and everything's a pickup truck. Um, so you know, how, I, how far I are you that. from how far are you from the hill country like, like the four good, hours the quote-unquote good driving roads yeah but okay. four hours, yeah, yeah that's far it's that's far, far. Yeah. yeah it's far even like we go there in every spring now uh and i've yeah. joined kevin kevin's been doing that for a while now yeah and uh it's a long trip even in just an air-cooled 911 let alone yeah, yeah, a yeah. motorcycle although you're going right. five thousand miles so <laughs> not one to complain <laughs> yeah well so for this it's uh ducati is loaning me a diavel um it's kind of their cruiser bike but it doesn't have like a fairing or anything like that oh my god and so i said i said can you fit it with optional equipment for this trip so they're fitting it with uh, heated grips because it's going to be like 45 in the oh, that's, that's, that's always a thing you mentioned in the review <laughs> oh, dude, heated grips are amazing they're so nice uh, uh heated, heated grips a fairing a comfort seat uh and full uh hard saddlebags so it'll it'll be a decent tour yeah that's cool um, to take on this trip and that it's gonna be a lot curious. of highway miles yeah so. how long are you expecting it to take or how long are you planning for I, I'm going to try and do it pretty quick. I think okay. I'm going to try to do it from like five days there okay. and then maybe like three or four days back because I'm taking a longer route there than I am back. Okay. So do you have to get um, the bike back right away or is it like, oh, yeah, it, it, 
it's uh, basically it's a three week loan. Okay. So okay. I'm gonna try to do under a week to get there, stay for around a week, and then under a week to get back, and then their headquarter, their their West Coast headquarters in the U.S. is in Silicon Valley, which is like a four-ish hour drive from me. So uh, then I'll have to take it back. Uh, I'll get back on a Sunday and then have to get it back to them on a Monday. And you'll just have like a car there that you've driven out there. Uh, I'll I'll tow the bike from home to. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. I both of you have ridden. I I have a motorcycle, of course, that is <laughs> fully restored, but has not been started in I think three years now, and it was filled Decorative. with gasoline <laughs> uh, when parked. Uh, so it's a sculpture in my uh, living does room. It, does it still have gasoline in it? I believe it has a little bit of gasoline. What has not evaporated and entered <laughs> now my... Now it's gel. Now it's yeah, gas gel. Yeah. I, Three <laughs> years, it's probably fine. Ten years is when it's going to get nasty. Every once in a while, I think, I should take this somewhere and just have you can clear put, it out. There's like an additive called like Stabil or something yeah. that you can put in. That I mean, it's probably, maybe it's too late. I but... always think about it a little too late. Like, I should probably do something about it before like it's too late. Also, but it, all you have to do is... Re- the, it's not a big... The fuel tank is like two bolts. Yeah. You just unbolt it, take it off, and then empty yeah. it out. Like it'd be very easy. Yeah. yeah it's not like it's in the carb necessarily yeah. if it hasn't even started. I, Some it, of is. it is. I've okay. heard that you. Yeah, I was about to say like you might have to rebuild the carbs if uh, you know at the end. Not after. I wouldn't imagine after three years, but yeah, if you let it sit ten years, then yeah. Yeah. You'll need to rebuild the carbs. Um. Yeah. But uh, I have always wanted to take a. Road trip, my road trip, I mean, uh, traveling to where Kevin lives uh, <laughs> up north, uh, half an Is that hour. like 30 miles? Yeah. Uh, not even. Like I think it's like 12. <laughs> I think it's more like five, but Is I it? would, yeah. I, w- I want a sidecar. I always wanted like a vintage uh, BMW with I a sidecar. I recommend it. <laughs> They're not good. I, I For the I dog. <laughs> uh, Can you imagine like. Sidecars. I, Sidecars scare the shit out of me. They're bad. Like, I want like that. Really, I, really good riders are dangerous on sidecars. I want that iconic image of me with my Pomeranian in the sidecar. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 118 scale. Yep. Oh. Teacup. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about Radwood for a moment? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we, we had. Uh, Perkins on, you know, last week we were talking to him and we were talking about, you know, we were all talking like after the, after we recorded, we're like, what, you know, like if COVID was over tomorrow and you probably saw this in the notes, if COVID was over tomorrow, like, you know, what would you do? What would you go and do? And I was like, man, I would want to go to a Radwood so bad. Like that's yeah. the, you know what I mean? Like I would, uh, uh, yeah, it, I would fly to the the next one if, if, if it was happening I, and COVID happened. Know, in interrupted like just about every car plan trip, car trip plan yeah. for the year. Yeah. Uh, Radwood is the the one car thing where I miss like being around people. Like I yeah. miss the crowd. I miss all of that Dude. more than any other car event. Any other car event, it's like, oh yeah, Luft is fun except for the map mobs of people. Like yeah. this is fun except for this. Or you go to yeah. your small meetups and you know the, no, the it's crowd true. Yeah. is like fun that you know. But Radwood, it's like. It's not as fun as Hill Country Rally, of course. You have to skip Radwood to go to that. We had already but... made plans. 
<laughs> we were very, we thought about driving four hours to Redwood and then driving four hours back to rejoin the rally. I'm, uh, I'm just giving you shit. Uh, but yeah, no, that's true. It, and it, I mean, especially because uh, we at Redwood, you're surrounded by extremely like-minded car individuals. Totally. Yeah. So, I I mean, yeah, it's it's. I hate to be, you know, like prop myself up like that or whatever, but it's literally the most fun car event I've ever been to. Yeah. I, I, I hate to be self-promotional or whatever, but like I have, I have so much fun at Radwood. The people are amazing. The cars are great. And it's one of the saddest things about this year is that we only got to do one. We had 13 of them planned. We had like, we were supposed to do one every month and some months too. Oh, I thought you had one for every month and also smarch. Yes. (laughs) And like we, um, like last year I did 37,000 miles going back and forth across the country to different Radwoods. And I was planning on doing more this year. Wow. And I, I, I'm missing it so much. Like just the, the ability to be with, like you said, with like-minded individuals, it, it was so great. Yeah. And, and, that's i mean we want to be responsible we don't want to to be responsible for somebody getting sick or or dying i mean yeah. it's not worth that yeah. for sure but i do miss it yeah. and yeah if this didn't exist or if it just magically disappeared tomorrow like the president says it's going to then <laughs> yeah we would definitely have radwood for sure yeah yeah that would be the first thing i would do i would say you know forget it tomorrow we're doing it show yeah. up or don't yeah, yeah. I would, I would be there. I would, I would fly there. I, know. Uh, I, I, I won't lie. Like, you know, part of the reason why I bought the Celsius, like, there was part of me that was thinking, part of this is because I want to show up to Radwood in this. So, and I know yeah. you've, you've gotten a lot of people who have purchased cars Absolutely. with that show in mind. Absolutely. Yeah. We've had people that have restored cars with that in mind. We've yeah. had people that, that. You know, they've had projects on the back burner for six years and they go, oh, I got to have it done for Radwood. Yeah. Like, like you degenerate car people are getting your ass in gear to go to <laughs> this, this show. And yeah. like that makes me feel so proud. No. Yeah. You just but hit, it, yeah. it's this year. It's I'm so bummed for, for yeah. lack of a better or less pretentious word. Like you really did hit on the zeitgeist of like what like the yeah. car community is feeling i mean you get everything from That's... a dahatsu charade to like you know a, a vector uh yep. so it's and it's yeah literally at our la show one year yep. we had a vector and two dahatsu charades <laughs> yeah it's amazing well, radwood so. car like radwood is like a an adjective for yeah this type yeah, of car it, like it's pretty universally it's, accepted did you know that you're least, you know online did you know that you're you are a craigslist descriptor now yeah uh like I mean, you can actually as, search radwood as soon as i started seeing it at at bat that was when i was like oh yeah we've definitely done something here yeah but yeah i mean it's it's all over it's car and driver route and track jalopnik like everything is this car would be perfect for radwood yeah or, you know yeah. whatever yeah which which makes me feel great and also you know i'm super bummed that we can't deliver this year um we had a lot of people that were disappointed and it sucks watching other car shows be irresponsible um because then the people that want to go to our show are like well when are you going to do this yeah 
like we we just and I don't want you to die. Kevin and I have <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want exactly. you to die. Kevin and I have <laughs> talked about this too in our comfort levels with going to car shows and you know every, to everyone's discretion how they feel comfortable, you know, attending informal or formal events whatever, but we felt yeah. a little bit less comfortable even just going to casual cars and coffees. Uh Yeah. As of late, I mean, it, yeah, it just stresses me out. Like, I'll we'll visit, we'll see like one friend or something, but it, it it's kind of like there's meets that like local meets that happen that I'm just like I have no interest in going. It just seems yeah. like all stress and uh, no, it just doesn't seem like like the timing is right. Like, yeah. I'm not going to look at cars. I'm going to talk to people, and I really don't want to be like shouting over looking, you know, outside shouting at people talking, and it's not good. Yeah, totally, and like. Uh, you know trying to enforce mask wearing and trying to enforce distancing and like it's just it's not feasible yeah right and i don't want to be on the hook right right as as a i mean not it's, only a, a legal liability yeah it's yeah. Just a bad also headline. just like oh personal Seriously. yeah exactly yeah yeah no, I, I thought sense. Radwood Sturgis was a surefire good idea <laughs> but uh you said no <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the downside of being a motorcycle guy is seeing all the <laughs> motorcycle guys being like, "Ooh, everything's great." Yep. I, if I die, I die. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. So, but we have been working on something. Uh, it's not a show, so don't get your hopes up. But um, we are uh, working on an auction platform. Ooh. or radwood so uh if you're interested in selling a radwood era car and or collectible okay okay uh apparel that is a twist audio mm. items yeah anything okay. from the radwood era it's it's the same as our shows you bring your accessories you bring your cars it's all in one place it's That's a cool it's a totally cool vibe so yeah we're hoping to launch that soon um I can't give away any specifics because we don't really have them, but yeah. we had a meeting today and that was what we decided. So that's awesome. That is very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Keep, uh, if you, if you aren't already subscribed to our email list, I promise I don't send, send emails all that often. So get subscribed to it. We'll send you information when we have it. Excellent. Definitely. Well, I'm and sure. Rad, and I'm Radwood.com. sure. Radwood.org. Radwood.org. Unfortunately, someone. Who's.com. I have no idea. We've been trying to buy it for three years. Oh my god! Wow, I my business is called Macaulay Creative, and I had to I couldn't get the domain, and I thought that someone squatted on it like as soon as I registered it with the state like uh -huh. seven years ago, and uh, but I was actually like I, I was actually I looked into the who is this week because I had looked into it before, but it's been years, and I was listening to uh -huh. a reply all they were talking about like domain purchase. Oh yeah, that was a good one. And so I was like, well, what if I, I was like, what if I could just make an offer? And like, I don't know, the company that holds it now, there's more information. And I guess they've had it registered for like 12 years yeah. and they want three Weird. grand for it. Oh, man. Yeah, we have a so there's a story. Uh, so the company that I work for uh, on the branding side of uh, what I do uh, years ago, just right before I started there, uh, there was a an architecture firm whose initials were PSP, and we had registered PSP.com for them. <laughs> and then 
shortly after the website launched, uh, they were contacted by Sony yeah. and offered seven figures for the Whoa. domain name. Oh my god. And they got it. So Oh my god. Now they're PSP onecom and that's just fine. <laughs> they all retired anyways. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. That's that's wild. That's like the Nissan.com uh, thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, whenever, yeah. whenever Sony would like to launch a uh, Sony Radwood, just holler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be if happy. those are if those are the initials of your next device, R A D W O O D. Radwood is uh, pivoting to PS5. Yeah. That's going to be the name of our show. You know what, though? <laughs> I, what you say is very intriguing, though. I So I dug up an old Discman from the early 90s that I had uh, traded a friend uh, my my boombox for in like, I don't know, 95 or something. I yeah. looked up uh, prices on eBay. I was encouraged. And then I ended up selling it for like 300 plus dollars. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I mean, audio equipment is a big one. Yeah. Um, clothing is a big one, uh, especially like starter jackets and oh, yeah. whatever all that kind of stuff rare members um, only absolutely yeah. um any kind of like wheels uh aftermarket steering wheels aftermarket car stereos like that kind of stuff that's very period correct people want that yeah. especially if it's in really good condition so we want to have a, a an all-encompassing auction space where you can find that kind of stuff yeah so uh, yeah, well, hopefully um, soon we'll have some more information on that. So that's cool. It's a, that's like, exciting. like Chris said, it's a good twist. I, yeah. I support this. Like I, there, there are multiple auction sites uh, appearing uh, because it, there is an audience and it's a like sure. a yeah. good business plan. But this is like a uh, there is a cool and, twist. The fact that it's accessories and stuff. Yeah. And like I know I would love browsing this. Yeah. And, and just like our shows, we don't want it to be exclusive to, you know, people say bring a trailer isn't about bringing a trailer to buy a project car anymore. It's about bringing a trailer because you would never drive the car anymore. Yeah. You bring it's a trailer, super you bring a trailer to carry the the bills of money. The yeah. whole money that it takes. <laughs> yeah. To buy. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's not going to be just exclusive, high-end, super, you know, if you have a, a really nice reliant yeah or what you know we want to showcase that item so yeah it's it's the same as our shows if it's 80s 90s and you you would be interested in seeing it we want to have or like a hat from the reliant enthusiasts club exactly it fits in yes well you should do uh if you do like stories and posts in it you know like how bring a trailer does posts that are not auctions you should uh use I think it's a friend of uh, DWA and Redwood is the the BRZO app. If you uh-huh. use that, find car like shed light on Absolutely. cars with like ten thousand oh. miles. Like any car with nationwide and has like you know eight thousand miles. Like you know throw the, that out there. That's the thing yeah. too is that like, and I you know people may or may not realize that BRZO, and this is kind of a unsponsored promotion of this, but you can search for parts like car parts. Yeah. You can search for that's anything, actually. Yeah, that's list. relatively new. Chris yeah. searches for furniture. I actually oh, search for furniture in there. And I do, too, now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I actually... And then, related to previous podcasts, I started searching for 
rare diecast models too. What? Delete that, please. I have oh. a reputation to uphold. <laughs> I actually made a category for auto art, but I didn't really see anything. Yeah. No, they're actually but... really terrible. They're all uh, like uh, new G wagons and yeah, supercars, which yes. I am less than interested in uh, oh, collecting. So, so Brad, I, I've got on here the uh, the Nissan Z Proto, which you immediately seemed not in. Not as enthused because, like, you know, no EV option, no hybrid. I know you're interested yeah. in being a, a plug-in hybrid of some sort, yeah. in a, you know, in addition. And um, But what do you think so aside from that? Design-wise, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's quite clear that it's it's probably on a, you know, 20-year-old platform. Uh, not quite. Whatever. Whenever. When was the uh, 350Z launched? Twelve years ago. Okay. Oh, oh, Z. Yeah, 350Z was uh, 2002. Yeah. Okay. So you're not so, yeah. far off. 18 years old yeah. platform. Yeah. See, you're way off. <laughs> <laughs> um, we strive for accuracy on this show. Yeah. So, I it's it's you know, but it's probably fun. I'll give yeah. it that. Like yeah. I would, I would probably have a lot of fun driving it. Um, the problem that I have is I've driven the, uh, Q50 Red Sport 400, mm -hmm. which is this, uh, probably the same motor we we're guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's effortless speed. It's just, it's quiet, it's refined and it's put your foot down and you're at over a hundred. Yeah. Like, like a modern, that. a modern fast yeah. car experience. Yeah. yeah. That's every which, current car. Yeah. Exactly. Has. Exactly. And I, I get that. People say the BRZ is slow or whatever, and it's 250 horsepower. So if it if the Z had 250 horsepower, people would be up in arms. Yeah. Right. And I understand why it's got 400 horsepower or why it's probably got 400 horsepower. But that's not what I'm looking for yeah. in, a, in a driving experience. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I want to have a driving engagement feeling at safe legal speeds. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's not that's not what it's going to provide. We experienced so. that very recently as a side story uh, with a uh, with a Lancia, and uh, it had like you just had to ring it out, and it was so much fun. And I don't even think we broke the speed limit. Uh, yeah. It was a Fulvia. Sorry, I didn't clarify, but uh, and Dude, Fulvias are great. Fulvias yeah. are so much it's, fun. It, it's we were going. Cool. You know, we were flooring it, and we were hitting like thirty, and it just sounded yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And you don't need anything more than that, and you're just like yeah. engaged and, and rowing through the gears. Like, and that's the thing great. that that I've always misunderstood, or or I don't get about automotive media is like everyone in automotive media will say will you know. Uh, review a new car and go, Oh, I wish it was faster. Yeah. Uh, I wish it, you know, I wish it was more comfortable. I wish it was bigger. I wish it was whatever, but then you put them in something like a 356 or a Fulvia or a whatever. And they go, Oh my God, this is so much better than anything that's sold today. <laughs> Why aren't cars like this? Yeah. You're the problem. Yeah. You're the reason they're like this. Yeah. No, although like it, it it's great that they're offering the new Z and uh, Emmanuel, uh, yeah. And it is, you know, like we're kind of saying uh, at the start of the conversation, uh, there there aren't any futuristic or really current day technology options for the powertrain. So it's kind of a car built a little bit for yesterday as opposed to tomorrow. 
that's the problem that I have with it is that motor's been around since 2015. Yeah. They could have put that motor in the 370Z. Yeah. And and made waves. Yeah. Five years ago. And yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Just, now, what, I mean, I was formerly a Z guy and I had, you know, a 350 and like the 370, you know, it launched with 330 horsepower. It went up to 350 with the Nismo. And I was like, man, I was thinking any day, you know, in 2010, I was like, they're going to like add direct injection and this is going to be like 400 NA horsepower. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what you would think. And they just never put any money into that platform I'm ever again. super curious about like the decision behind kind of towing the line with that particular product because it's not as if like people were just clamoring constantly and they had to keep producing the same exact car to meet demand. I can't imagine that being the case. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't get the current market. I really don't like, I, yeah. I, I know the line that everyone says is, Oh, it's so expensive to develop a new car. They aren't going to sell a lot of them. Why would they spend money on it? Blah, blah, blah. But look at 20 to 25 years ago how many sports coupes mm -hmm. were available on the market and and they invested money in them and they just don't exist anymore there's four yeah. well i i mean i think like, yeah it was like a flagship vehicle and, and that brought people into showrooms or that was like you know if you don't have kids and you want a, a, a nissan you're gonna get like a 240sx you know what i mean yeah. it was just yeah. like yeah but now i think people are only I saw, heading to the showroom to look at crossovers. They're I only an, wanting an, SUV. an NX. I saw an NX 200 Ooh, the yeah. other day, the yeah. little egg. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and it was an SER. I, like, for one second, because I thought you were talking with the Lexus, but. Uh, oh, no. Uh, the, the new X. I was trying to think of what it was. Yeah. I don't know. The little oh, with the, like with the oval lights in the front. Yeah. Yeah. The little Nissan NX was it was like egg shaped. It was kind of yeah. like an MX3 competitor. Yeah. That's the thing is it looks were, like the the Mazda Lantis. Oh my god. There were competitors to the NX. Like and now none of that exists. <laughs> Can you imagine a world in which like the MX3 exists today where you get right. this teeny tiny like six cylinder? Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah. Or even the MX6, none of nothing like that exists now. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, because anyway. they boiled it down. I mean, it seems the short of it is that the companies have boiled it down to, oh, people, like, that doesn't actually sell the cars. In fact, if we get rid of that and just replace it with something... Uh, Hatchback. Yeah. Sedan. Yeah. CHR. And so yeah. that's where they're going with CUVs now, essentially, is yeah. uh, people want CUVs. And sometimes people want a fast car, so we'll just make a fast CUV. Uh, and that's <laughs> the trajectory now that... Uh, Rage. We've bounced yeah, off onto. Yeah, makes me so mad. Not, uh, not really on the topic of a, uh, of a, fast CUV. But if we're talking a nimble CUV, that's the Lexus NX. That's what it stands for. <laughs> nimble crossover. Oh, oh this God. is a carryover conversation, indeed. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. my brain is broken, so I forget all this stuff we talk about. So I forget all of those things. I remember that <laughs> RC is radical coupe yeah. and not anything else. <laughs> all right. And we won't bring uh, up what the RX was, so... That, no, it was... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Not anyway. luxury crossover. No, no, no. I, I was just... Say, that's what you said. You said that about the, the RC, and that's why I clarified that oh, I the RC was Oh, I thought I said about the RX. Yeah, we don't need to revisit the Anyways, team. I'm not going to say that it was luxury, so... Uh. I can say anyway. that. Anyway. Like, 
Yes. Um, I, I was just looking through the show notes. And yeah. you asked you asked me about my first CD, but you didn't ask me about my second oh. EV. Okay. Um, okay. So <laughs> what is your second EV? I'm actually going to look at and probably buy an electric motorcycle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. So um when I get back from my long road trip, uh I'll drop off the Ducati and on the way back I will potentially be picking up a Honda Grom Ooh. with an EV swap. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. wow. Was this something you bid on this or Yes. Yes. So that I, I forgot shit. to tell you about this. Oh my god. I bid on it. We got so many exclusives here. <laughs> I got sniped at the last second. Whoa. And the dude never paid. Whoa. So that day, they sent me a message through eBay, and they were like, hey, do you still want this? And I didn't see the message for four months. What? What? Four months? <laughs> yeah. So I sent him a message back, and I was like, hey, is this still available? And he's like, yeah. I never got around to relisting it. Whoa. So I still have it. If you're interested, oh, you that's can come amazing. by and check it out. And uh, yeah, it's a it's an EV motorcycle startup in the Bay Area that built this as a prototype. And it's a uh, Honda Grom with an Alta Redshift 50 horsepower motor. Whoa, that's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, Grom has 10. Wow. That's crazy. So, and... I can only imagine because I've I know nothing about electric uh, motorcycles, but same thing, instant torque. Like you're just yeah, yeah. bam. It's it's geared so the the Grom. I have a loaner Grom from Honda right now that I'm testing. Uh, reviews coming out next week, and um, for Jalopnik.com, and uh, that bike is. Could you spell uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> that bike that bike tops out at like 51 miles an hour probably a little more if i was at sea level and a little more if i wasn't my size um but the the redshift the electric powered one is geared for 110 and that's pow- that's brought to you by infinity q60 redshift yeah yeah <laughs> yes yes uh red sport yeah i i, I know i know <laughs> okay <laughs> All right. <laughs> just an asshole um well we all know that yeah <laughs> yeah we've established that um but, uh yeah so that'll be that's exciting that's really cool potentially in the next month or so i'll have a couple of those little uh, electric things floating around that's pretty cool and then in the luckily there's a grocery store like a block away that has a charger um but in the spring we're going to install solar and uh uh, EV charger here at the house. Nice, so. that's cool. Very nice. It, I want. I I would like to have solar on my roof or something. Yeah, that would yeah. Be cool. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna find out from you. <laughs> well, so the the great thing is, is um, probably I, I I actually don't know what the Texas legislation is, but uh, a lot of states subsidy. there's a ton of subsidy for yeah. for that, especially okay. in the face of like our power grid kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So the less that they're, that you're taxing it, the less, like, especially yeah. in California, there's all these like brownouts yeah. and there are like voluntary reductions in power usage. Yeah. Like 
my uh, NV Energy, Nevada Energy, they'll text me and say, hey, today we're like really taxing the grid. So if you could like reduce your air conditioning, that'd be great. Um, so that then I won't have to worry about that. I'll be yeah. 100% off the grid or, or as close to it as I can be. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a rack of batteries and some some solar on the car on the the roof of the house and the roof of the garage, and um, yeah, that'll be so, cool. Yeah, yeah, we, that'll be cool. I'm I'm hoping to get my uh, transit uh, driving back and forth to the office at the very least to be um, uh, zero emissions. So yeah, so tell yeah. us about that. You've got solar. the Radwood office, which is like a. a pretty cool looking space you've got there yeah it's uh it's a little garage that um the the weird thing is the city rezoned it so unless you're uh grandfathered in you can't actually do any work out of that out of that garage so it's not really useful for anything so it was very cheap oh, okay. um, oh interesting <laughs> so we have a uh, an overhead door that goes into kind of a small-ish warehouse you could probably park four to five cars in there is about okay. the size of it. Um, so half of your former fleet. Yes. <laughs> and then there's a mezzanine office uh, that's fully finished. So it's got wood floors and painted walls and, and all that. Um, so I work out of there. It's yeah, mile and a half to two miles away. Um, I can ride a scooter or ride a motorcycle or whatever over there. And it's right by the highway, so if I want to go for a motorcycle ride, I can hop on the highway, go down to all the good riding roads, and then come back and and uh, yeah. Pretty That's cool. one of the reasons that we moved from our old house to our new house is because the new house is so much closer to my office. Yeah. And closer to my wife's office, of course. She doesn't go to the office anymore because everybody's <laughs> working from home. But hopefully, eventually, we will be back to normal. Yeah. Or as normal as anything can be in 2024 yeah um basically <laughs> <laughs> no that's yeah. very cool though uh so in theory you could be charging your car through solar panels yes uh and you'll just be self-sustaining essentially correct just nearly yes i will i will be 100 well we'll still have the buick so the buick will still take gasoline so yeah. when we go and out you'll of have town, the 912 and i'll have the 912 yeah i am thinking a lot about hybrid I am thinking about hybridizing the oh. 912 as well. Let's see but, how the Boxster goes first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's in the future. That's in the future. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I want to do um, uh, what they call a, a battery, uh, a belted alternator starter, a battery assist belted alternator starter, um, which was a, a thing more in the early 2000s when manufacturers were doing like mild hybrids uh -huh. so the system that i'm thinking about using or copying would be like a a saturn view green line okay which is is that the, you know, the, that, that, was, the that was the hybrid view. yeah yeah, hybrid oh. view. yeah um but it had basically a big alternator yeah that acted as the starter with a big um cogged belt yeah that goes to the uh crankshaft so when you're on the highway the alternator will turn with the motor to help oh, so it's provide... like a that's a parallel hybrid right uh like uh, the honda's uh honda's system is parallel instead of uh toyota's is 
series hybrid where you it can would... do EV and then ice or combination versus all the time it's doing right. exactly the same thing. Uh, so you're reverse there. Parallel okay. is they're two separate systems that work independently. Yeah. That would be more like Volvo's uh, T8. Yeah. Uh, that's oh. a through the road parallel hybrid. There's a um, uh, electric that you can run independently on an electric. Um, this would be, it, it, you can never drive just on EV because yeah. it doesn't have enough power. It's got like 12 horsepower. Yeah. But adding 12 horsepower to a 100 horsepower car is... I, I, I can't okay. even mock the, the 912E for having no power because it's like a respectable amount of power now. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, 100's not great and it still no, does but, 0 to 60 in like 10 seconds. But, yeah. But I mean, a lot of those, a lot of the 911s in the 60s had 100 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, early 911E? Early, I, no, T. What was the... Uh, the, the 2.0 uh, no um the early 2.0 like a yeah, yeah, 69 yeah. yeah i think it was a t was the yeah. cheap like decontented um like different cams and all that i yeah. think that had like 110 yeah so yeah but mine weighs a, a bit more than that it's probably uh 23 2400 pounds as it sits but a 911 from 76 would have been like 2,700 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that works Those out. impact bumpers are something. They're, yeah, they're solid. <laughs> they're not even hollow. It's lead. Yeah. I need to get rid of those. I've been thinking about doing some fiberglass on there to get it get some weight out, but that'd be cool. I, you but know, then I was, I'll immediately die. I was. I was. Uh, <laughs> Don't post about it. <laughs> I. I was. I was not pro your idea of uh, a Mulholland tribute of like chopping the roof, but I'm into it now. I think it'd be cool. Oh, for the think, wait for well, the nine twelve. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, so part of the part of the problem with the nine twelve is it's going to need a roof at some point. Yeah. Um, because the cowl and the roof is all one panel when yeah. you buy a new panel. And so I'm like, well, I could either buy a new one for like $2,700 from Porsche and then have it installed for ten grand or whatever it's going to cost. Or I could just fabricate a new cowl and a new roof and like lower the A pillars and like spend the same amount of money yeah. to have a completely different car. Yeah. yeah. And I've thought about, you know, chopping the top like two inches uh, and giving it a real like... What about the glass? A, a not within the law look. So probably what I would do for glass is the windows just wouldn't roll up as far in the sides. Okay. It would still go into the same slot. Just there would be more of the glass in the door. What about the other ones? The wind. So the windshield yes. would be speedster glass. Isn't that really expensive? I was about to say. It's not cheap, but <laughs> glass is never cheap. So like, yeah. You just, just claim it on insurance and get the insurance money anyway and then the rear and the rear quarters would be lexan oh okay Ooh, okay all right yeah this would be cool yeah uh, so the reference to the mulholland thing was there's a legendary story about this guy who was like the known as the king of mulholland and he raced on the streets in the 70s and he had it was a 2.7 rs that he yeah. basically made into like an irock type it, no, of thing no it but, was a it was a it was an early 70s car that he put turbo flares on 
Okay, yeah, but it, he, it went he crazy. Hacked, he hacked the roof and then he put like a 3.0 RSR motor in yeah. the car. Yes. So it had like a, a legit race engine and it had the uh, early turbo um, tail. What what tail was that? It didn't I have rubber. Uh, it was yeah. Like the, yeah. It was like, like the IROC tail. The yeah, IROC same tail, color yeah. throughout. Yeah. 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 With the two vents. It was silver and it was very like special. It was yeah. a really cool car. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an King RS, but you're right. It might have. It might have just been like, yeah. It was just. It was. It was a long hood that he converted to impact. Yeah, you know, short maybe. Hood. Yeah, yeah, maybe that could be. But yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. There's pictures of it. It's like it's still. You could find forum posts about. It. I mean, it's, there's a it's thread on Pelican that's like 700 pages. Yeah, long. Oh yeah. I've read some of it. It's cool. It's very cool. <laughs> I'm but, super uh, curious about. Inspired a very terrible movie with. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. You know, I wouldn't go wide Harry, body. Harry would... Hamlin, that's who's in it. Okay. From, Harry Hamlin from uh, he was on Mad Men. Oh. Okay. He was he he was in the, he was like starred in this movie with uh, who was the old guy? Uh, I've never seen it. Like okay, the okay. the guy who ran the agency, or no no, no the old guy in the. In the uh, in the movie, like there was another guy in the oh. movie that was like someone. I don't know. We're oh, gonna put is, a link to oh, it. Oh, that's. I was trying to imagine what a chopped 911 coupe looks like, and I'm looking Doesn't at it, it look now. Good? It's so it striking. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. From a distance, it's cool. it looks very normal. But yeah, up close. And like my whole thing is having unique stuff. Yeah. And like yeah. I want it to be well, that would be unique, in- instantly recognizable as Could my you- car. You're a you're a tall man. Could you still fit in? I was going to say like uh, totally. You get you like, need to t- you need to talk to the king of Mulholland and see if you can sit in it. Yeah. And say okay, so, yeah, this will work for me. I know that I can sit in my car and I have two inches above my head. Is okay. Yours, does yours have a sunroof? No. Okay. No. My my car is specs so weird. So it was a custom order paint. It was a custom order interior color with sports seats. Radio delete, sunroof delete, and Coney shocks. So Whoa. whoever respects this, they could have had... got a 911 for those options. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> totally. And the thing is, is and the fuel originally... tank. Did you mention the fuel tank? Oh yeah, the long distance yeah, fuel yeah. tank. And um, the crazy thing about it is, it went to a dealer in uh, Traverse City, Michigan, and it sat until '77, unsold. And then it was sold. The first buyer and it's was, so what seventy six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nine twelve E's were all seventy six. They're all seventy six. Yeah. Yep. And it sat until seventy seven, and it it was sold at a huge discount to uh, uh, McKeel Haggerty's dad. Oh. So wow. the the guy who owns Haggerty Insurance, it was his dad's car in seventy seven, and he brought it home. And apparently, McKeel said that uh, he remembers his dad bringing that home, and he's like, he made fun of him because his dad was colorblind, and he didn't know that the colors clashed because it's a red interior and a yellow exterior. <laughs> um, and so he was like, "Yeah, me and my mom just like berated him because that car was so ugly." And uh, apparently, his dad drove it for a while, and then his sister went to college in. I want to say UC Santa Cruz maybe. And then she, so she drove it across the country to California and that was her car. And then she traded it for a Volkswagen bus. 
in okay. like 82 or something like style that. at the time. Of yeah, course. that's so cool that you've got all this history. Yeah, yeah. I, How did you find that out? That. Uh, their name was in the warranty booklet. Oh, wow. in the car. Yeah, so wow. I have the original manual. That so, um, yeah, I I, just, I texted a friend that worked at Haggerty, and they put me in touch with McKeel. And oh, that's so cool. Got on the phone with him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that car. That, that was such an ugly car." Oh my oh, god, that's awesome. Does it still that's, have a great story? The red interior. Then he offered. Then he offered to buy it from me, and I was like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> one you wouldn't want it and two yeah. i don't want to sell it yeah so. yeah and then like two months later the engine blew up and i'm like mm, i should have sold it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah it still has the red interior it's the only uh uh red leather dash that i've ever seen in a oh it's a red it's leather dash too yeah, yeah. so wow. that's so you said it sat on a dealer lot meaning that that was the dealer like the dealer had ordered yeah, apparently, that for... yeah they ordered it yeah wow that is a spec yeah. yeah yeah so weird so like no one backed out the dealer was just like yeah let's i mean this. i guess that's yeah. possible I, yeah. I don't know I yeah mean, i can't imagine there were a lot of 912 e's ordered to to northern michigan so. yeah yeah my my car was originally from michigan like i know from like the maybe the uh, auto check or something. And I don't know anything else. I would love to know like more about like the dealer or something, or, you know, if I knew the dealer, I could pay $300 for a plate frame on eBay. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. yeah. From that yeah. dealer. Yeah. So but, I, that's the thing is I was told that it was a Nevada car, that it was a Reno car. And I was like, Oh, that doesn't make sense. Why has it got rust in the front trunk? But, uh, <laughs> but I guess, yeah. So I bought a, a Reno Porsche dealer plate frame from the seventies and put it on there and then later found out that it was a Michigan car. <laughs> Can I just say it's it's nice to hear you say front trunk because I do not use the term frunk. I, I don't either. Like, here's no. the thing. It was only the invented people... with Tesla, so. No, 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 no. But the people who it's say the people who say frunk are people who do not have front trunks. They That's are people true. they like the people that are excited about the word frunk have normal trunks. And they yeah. want to share their knowledge of front trunks and frunks. Yes, that is but true. If you have a front trunk, it's you don't you don't say frunk. It's it's no. dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I uh, agree. That's a hot take, but I agree. Okay, I, 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 it's reasonable. Only see only someone who has a front trunk can judge whether it's a hot take or not. But see, someone who doesn't have a front trunk is like this is you know they have no voice in this. this anyway, is, anyway, this is anyway. when this is why I test for the audio at the beginning. This is when he gets real heated. <laughs> okay, we don't want this to be hours and hours again. But I was asked if could you tell your story about Keanu Reeves at Le Mans because I just thought that was the coolest thing. And I can't heard if this. you wanted to share. No, yeah, I can, yeah. So uh, this was a couple of years ago. I went on a trip to Le Mans. I think it was 2016. Whatever the year that um, Toyota failed on the last lap. Okay. I, I mean, was... going back far enough, that's multiple times. But yes. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think that was 16. That was 17 the last year that Porsche won, that Porsche was in it? I think it was... Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they were yeah they were one more year after the year that I went. Right. So yeah, right. I think it was sixteen. Porsche was out in seventeen, and then eighteen and nineteen Toyota won. So yeah, that makes sense. Right. Um. So I went as a guest of Michelin. It was a great time. It was the second time I had been. I loved it the first time. Loved it the second time. So um, we when I went both times, we stayed at the Novotel in Le Mans, in the city center. 
the night before I don't remember if it was the night before qualifying or the night before the race. But anyway, one of the nights we stayed up late at the hotel drinking in the uh, hotel bar. And Keanu and his posse are over in the corner and he was a guest of Michelin as well. So he was staying in the same hotel. His group, his entourage was staying in the same hotel. And um, they uh they were all drinking over in the corner and we were kind of drinking in our table and and having some tapas and whatnot and all of a sudden the bartender disappeared like they went (laughs) in the back to have a smoke or whatever you know whatever french people do i don't even know i think they eat Um, a baguette probably yes (laughs) while having a menage a trois it's all very erotic especially (laughs) the baguette especially the baguette uh so the the bartender disappears and keanu goes up to the bar and he's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting and he goes i what do you know what do i have to do to get some service around here so he walks around the bar how many people are in his entourage three oh okay okay yeah it's a small 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 thing maybe how many people are in this are in the the room total ten okay it's a small group. I mean, it's yeah. it's probably one in the morning, something like that. We've we've all been drinking fairly heavily because <laughs> Michelin's footing the bill, so of course, you know, it's say no more. Exactly. You're in France. It's Le Mans. <laughs> it's, got Keanu it's, Reeves in the room. It's gratis. There's shrimp around. I'm having a good time. <laughs> uh, so he he walks around the bar and he grabs a bottle of wine and he goes, "Who wants a drink? I'm paying." <laughs> and clearly he's been having some good drinks by this time because he's you know slurring his words and all that so he pours wine for all of us and we kind of sit around and chat for a little bit nothing major just kind of like oh yeah i'm really excited for the race tomorrow or what you know all that and um and the still the bartender doesn't show up so he puts some money on the table i don't even know what it was a 50 pound or 50 euros or whatever um and then he starts doing the dishes. <laughs> like he goes around what? and gathers up all the dishes and starts doing the dishes. Oh my he's like, God. I'm just trying to help, man. <laughs> and and uh, yeah. Do so you have we a normal all... voice or a Keanu voice? Yeah. I mean, he sounds like he sounds. He's yeah. maybe a little less gravelly. But yeah. yeah he... Is that like, did you guys stay up? You, you, you had some more rounds or? Maybe I think that was the last one. Okay. Oh, that's I, so cool. But then the next day I saw him at the track in the Michelin hospitality and he was very hungover. <laughs> like, ex- like extremely hungover. I have a photograph of it somewhere. I don't know if I can dig it up or not, but oh, that's of him, like slumped over a chair and you like peace signing he behind was... his head. <laughs> he was kind of like at, they were like the tall like bar height tables yeah and he had his elbow on the table and his finger in the middle of his <laughs> oh. in the middle of his eyes like I'm familiar with that move every every day after we record yeah um, <laughs> oh that's so cool it's so cool to hear that he was just like not just like a nice guy but like proactively a nice guy <laughs> yeah. yeah and just yeah. cool yeah and extremely, uh, it extremely sounds like nice your, guy. your groups like actually were mingling and like you know, by the end, yeah. it's like it was yeah, like yeah, real yeah. camaraderie and everything. Initially, not initially, we were kind of separate. We would like say, "Oh, hey, you know, whatever." Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, by the end of the night, we were all kind of 
drink it together and have a good time. Uh, that's so that's so cool. Yeah, that was like kind of the cool. last round. That was kind of the last round, but it was a, it was a good time. Yeah, that's awesome. That is very cool. Yeah. I I I remember it. <laughs> I remember <laughs> it. Well, hopefully after after COVID and after uh, a couple Radwood, which will make you, a couple Radwood events, which will hold you to, you can do a motorcycle thing with Keanu, or you got to ride Dude, one of his bikes. Yeah, I, I would love I have, to. I think I told you I would try to get you an in with the PR like his bike uh, to the PR company, and I have not, but. Uh, I could hey, if you that. can, that'd be great. I mean, yeah. I I love his bikes. I think they're a lot of money, and I would probably never buy one. But yeah, I'd love the opportunity to ride one. I think yeah. they look dope. Yeah. What is the name yeah, of his totally. bike company? Arch. Oh. Arch. I think they have the GT and like the SR or something. Like it's that. like a it's... huge motor on a bike, right? Like yeah. it's like a big, big motor. Yeah. It, uh... From what I've heard, they're great. I I. I know almost nothing about them, but from... didn't you were you reviewed that new BMW, right? Like the retro one. I have not. Or, no. Oh, did you ride it or did you see it or no? Nope, I've you posted seen it. about. It. Oh, I I I saw it because you posted about it. That's why today? I saw it. No, no, no. Like months ago. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that... it, it it just came out months ago. Like okay, reviews, okay. Reviews are just coming out this week. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I have not ridden it. it. I've not ridden it. I. Uh, <laughs> Based on what I've seen, I'm not sure I would like it, but I still want an opportunity to to ride it. So. Is is like we all we all know your take on cars and luxuries, <laughs> and uh, and I appreciate <laughs> like you know where you plant your flag, um, but on bikes where luxury a relative luxury is different, like where do you fall on what should be on a bike? What is too much? Uh, the take that I've come up with is <laughs> that the the worst bike is is better than the best car. Whoa! Okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can I can dig it because um, no power steering. I mean, it's so it's such a focused experience. It's such a like centralized you and the machine thing. Yeah. Developer relationship. Where like I I did a road trip in a thousand pound Indian, nine hundred and fifty pounds or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Indian Roadmaster, which is that's like a, their, that's a lot of weight for a bike. It's a ton of weight. That's a lot. Uh, most most of the bikes that I ride are around four hundred to five hundred pounds. Um, it's like. The, the way that I put it when I rode the Roadmaster was I have put so much effort into making my Boxster as responsive as this. As wow. as as a thousand you know, pound of bike. A, yeah, as a thousand pound bike. Wow. As of a piece of me and the machine, this is what I want out of a car. And I've put so much effort into making a car that that I should have just bought a bike. Yeah. Um so I I still absolutely love cars. I adore cars, but yeah, like the biggest, heaviest, most obnoxious bike is better than the best car I've ever driven. Wow, wow. that is so. that's cool. That I mean, yeah, <laughs> that is a statement. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I appreciate the focus and like it put things in perspective, especially because I had not yeah. ridden a bike in a very, very long time. 
But sure. no, that's and really I have cool. no context really cool. for it, and I'm still thinking about dogs in sidecars. So, <laughs> oh god, yeah. But I, I will say, like, the things that I like in a bike, I like a naked bike that's upright, that's um, relatively lightweight. Um, probably the probably the best bike I've ridden is the Harley Livewire, uh-huh. uh, which is their electric. Uh, yeah motorcycle which was the first that was that was what radicalized me to the advancements of of ev was riding that bike and going oh this is great wow um it's too expensive but it's great yeah that's really cool Um, that's cool but it looks cool as normal bikes go i was on i had a a long-term loaner i had a year with the indian ftr 1200 which is so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That is so such a fun bike. And it's a little heavy. It's around 550 pounds, which is a little heavy for an upright naked bike, but it's got 110 horsepower, um, more than my 912, and weighs a quarter as much. So uh, yeah, it's pretty great. What That's was a good, the, really good bike. That's excellent. What was the Honda you reviewed recently? Because I really that one spoke to me. That, I actually still have it. I wrote it today. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, Honda said I would only have it for two months, but then they never asked for it back. So it's been, <laughs> it's been three and a half months and I still have it. Um, nice. And that is the uh, CB650R. Yeah, that is, is cool. That That's for me, like, I think that's like the sweet spot. I, I would, you know, it's like. It's a really, really good sweet spot for a bike. It doesn't have a ton of torque. It's only got like 50 pound feet of torque, but it's got like 92 horsepower because um, it revs way out. It revs to like okay. 9,500 9, or something like that. Um, and it's a four cylinder. It's got oh, wow. a gorgeous four into one uh, header. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a futuristic looking bike. It's got it. Yeah, it's cool LED like does it have front and everything cladding. I know it's a naked. It's a no, yeah. naked okay. bike. I have, it's yeah. got a little bit of plastic around the radiator to yeah. like guide air into the radiator, but other than that, it's uh, it's relatively. It's a cool bike. Yeah, I have like it's. It's got bronze wheels, which Ooh. is like the best part of it. Oh, that's I cool. I have a hard time appreciating the aesthetics of modern bikes, uh, especially race bikes uh, or sport bikes, uh, but vintage ones like the one that I have downstairs is a, it's a CB two fifty, and. I love the simplicity of it. I like that it's not yeah. bulky. Uh, although, if there were one with cladding that I did like, it'd be those uh, BMW racers with that futuristic arrow in the front uh, with the single... Uh, it's like... I don't even know how to describe it. It, it It's basically like uh, plexiglass that goes... Or a fiberglass that goes... like It's, it's like a bullet almost. Yeah. But it's okay. from the seventies, like I a don't seven, know. like a seventies GP okay. bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, have, I don't have the words like for that. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. I think uh, so. A, a reasoned motorcycle discussion interrupted by Chris. <laughs> um, I don't know about bikes. Yeah. Um, All right. So, Brad, where can people find you? Where sh- Where do you want to direct them? We'll definitely nowhere. We'll, we'll post. <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> uh, Re- Reno, Nevada. Address. Yeah, uh, Twenty two. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, we'll send I'm on. I'm your... unfindable. One I'm unfindable now. No, uh-huh. I, I'm on Twitter. He's off yeah. the grid. Uh, Except for on Twitter. If you see, if you see the 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 hazy skies yeah. and the wildfires, that's yeah. Brad's take. I'm in the middle. 
Yep. I'm in, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I'm I'm the radical that started the forest fires in on the west coast. Yeah, you know, we my, assumed my, my as much. <laughs> we assumed as much. Yeah. My hot takes. Oh started my god. The, the wildfires. No. Wow. Um. At BC Brownell on Twitter. I am no longer on Instagram or Instantgram, as Chris would say. Yeah. Or <laughs> I do listen, listen to the show. He does I, listen. It's amazing. Uh, I'm no longer on Facebook. Um, and yes, but you can see my work on Jalopnik, on Flat Sixes, and on EVPulse.com. Yeah. dot com. So we'll we'll Indeed. check those. Thanks to for all those in there coming on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm glad this, was, this went a lot better. This was than much the first more successful than our first <laughs> try. That's for sure. Actually, actually, I came up with the name for my column. It's uh, alternating currents. Oh, uh, yeah. I we pitched you ideas. Yes, we'll, we'll put some of those uh, pitch ideas in the notes. Sure. Also. Yeah. yeah. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. I honestly, I forgot that I had talked to you guys about. Pitches, I forgot. But, yeah. yeah. I, I, when you had that, I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, we had some ideas that were not as good. Half of mine were sarcastic, but some were genuine. But all yes, of his were sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Thank you, you for having to, me. You know where to find us at new four ninety six on Instagram.com. Uh, right. email us, fax us at uh, gmail, new for 96, all spelled out, yeah, uh, at gmail.com. And N-E-W. we're also on letters. Twitter, although just barely, but yep, do follow us there for repeated content from Instagram, Instagram at new for 96. Yeah. Uh, well. all right, thanks for listening. Bye, bye.